following was produced by Pirate Radio Studios Incorporated in Memphis, Tennessee. Hello, my name is Rick Cheddar, and this is From Radioland. Greetings, salutations, hello, hey, how's it going? Welcome to another episode from Radioland from the home office in Memphis, Tennessee, episode 340. That's right, 340 is here. <clears throat> I had to, I had in my head, I was looking at the list, it said 339 was last week. And I thought, well, what's 340? How about that? 340 weeks we've been doing this. We've got the back door to the studio open. It's a nice, pleasant uh, uh, Sunday, August the 16th. It's the anniversary of the King's passing, Elvis. It's also the anniversary of the passing of Aretha Franklin. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's also the anniversary of the passing of one uh, Robert Johnson. Mm-hmm. I saw that earlier. I didn't. I didn't research that. I, I. I don't want to sit here and pretend I'm smart when I'm not. I just happened to see that it was <laughs> somebody posted it somewhere, <coughs> and it was. Uh, I thought it was cute and clever. There's like supposed to be some rain and stuff coming here soon, which would be good to alleviate my sinuses. I don't know about you people, but man, I have been fighting sinus deals off and on all stinking summer long, and it needs to just stop. I'm ready for. Ready for a change, I guess. I don't know. I, you know, bitching about sinus condition in the midst of a pandemic is probably not a good look for me. I get that. Because, uh, well, you know, the pandemic is a thing. And there's, uh, there's a lot going on with that. And there's, uh, it's, I'm not going to get into it in this particular broad, uh, broadcast. I have, uh, I have no desire to, uh, to get into any, and, uh, any, any part of this whatsoever. Now that I just look at the forecast, now there is no rain. What the hell? Zero percent chance of rain all the way to Thursday. The hell, I feel like I just been ripped off, dude. <clears throat> oh well, whatever. Hey, tonight, uh, radio-memphis.com. It is the booze and blues show, but there's no there's no people in there. It'll just be music playing. So if you want to hear the blues, it'll be at eight o'clock central, going to about midnight. Something to listen to. If you happen to catch this show in time, um, if not, uh, well, uh, you know, so be it. Uh, we'll be back in there tomorrow. Uh, LJ and I doing doing the thing, doing the thing that we do, uh, having some uh, having some time, having having uh, having a morning show type thing. <laughs> it's what it sounds like in the morning. It's just a couple of idiots just rambling, full of coffee, have no concept of what is really going on in the world, and uh, yeah. <laughs> such as, uh, such as uh, such as it is i had a uh, an amusing moment occur <clears throat> this past week that i should share with you revolving around uh the youtube show that i've got uh, that i'm in the midst of uh you know it as um drinking with dead people yes that comes out every monday at noon if you subscribe to the channel and you get the notification bell, a little a little clicky click, it'll tell you when every episode comes up. And then, of course, you know you follow me on social media, and I'll tell you as it as it happens. Uh, be that as it may, <clears throat> somebody got a little put out with what I with, with what I had said. Had an early fan who had joined the program early on. Uh, I don't know who this uh, who this person was. This woman, I, I presume. And she uh, said some really nice things, and it seemed like she, we, you know, she she was a fan, and I, I responded to her, and it was like, Greg, glad you, glad you like the show, uh, thank you so very much, and you know, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Ha- however, uh, the uh, the current episode that's up now, uh, like I said, depending on when you hear this, is about the uh, slave grave, the mass grave of slaves at Elmwood Park, 
and the story behind Thea Bowman, whose grandfather was a slave. And the story that's, you know, that's we, we look at the value of a human life is, is really what it boils down to. And I made a reference in there uh, once I, whilst I was seated at the, uh, the, the marker for the mass grave, the slave grave, about how the Confederate States of America were really nothing more than traitors to the United States of America. And that, boy, how did that raise some hackles there? <laughs> traitors? Who? Um... For those that are not in the know, typically when when somebody takes up arms against their current country, they, they become the traitors of said country. And that's sort of how the Civil War happened. <laughs> I'm not going to get into all that either. I'll leave that to, to, to other people. who let, let I'm not here to, to, to get into ecumenical discussions here or political discussions or anything like that. Although last week was a completely different animal. However, boy, she took away her like. She did the thumbs down thing. She unsubscribed and uh, off she went. And I was like, okay, you know, that's uh, clearly we know where you stand on this issue. And it's rather unfortunate. So good luck with uh, how it is that you find and see your world, I suppose. It's not what we're getting into, though. Sort of, though, we're going to talk video. Yeah, video is everywhere. Video is the thing. Video is what drives the Internet now. That's the way it is. And we're going to delve into it a little bit, too, by taking a look at disposable video. Yeah, that's a thing. We'll get to that and more. Stick around. It's up right up out of this brief break. We'll see you in 30 seconds right here from Radioland. Don't go away. Wizards is Corona-free and is your headquarters for your essential quarantine supplies. Their viral sale is happening right now with deals throughout the store. Get some sage to chase away the bad stuff. Incense, woodwick candles, decorative fans, and things to keep you busy while you're stuck at home. T-shirts, bandanas, hats, and more on sale right now. CBD, Kratom products, and personal cleansers for that job interview. Open 10 to 10 every day at 1999 Madison Avenue in Midtown or get it all delivered when you order online at wizardsmemphis.com. Wizards, because it's still smoking. You must be 18 or older to buy smoking-related products. Video killed the radio star, according to the Buggles, 1984. Or sooner than that, no, maybe 80, 82, maybe? I don't know. It's a moint, a point, a moint, a point, a moint. <laughs> it's, it's a wet point is what that is. It's a point in our history that um, uh, I guess was sort of, I don't know. You would you you would say you could say you could make the argument that that was very prophetic, if you will. That that there was something to this. That there was something about what the what they were saying, what the Buggles was trying to lay out there, and it was surely nothing more than the the uh, viability of a thing known as MTV. And some might say, well, you know, it happened. It killed the radio star. Then again, it may not have. Radio is still a thing. I mean, you're listening to this. This is technically a form of radio. It's a, <coughs> pardon, it's a podcast, unedited as it may, may be. <coughs> pardon, I got COVID. No, I don't. The, 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 no, the notion that if you don't have it on video, ain't nothing going to pay attention to it. And this is what's gotten uh, a lot of traction here of late, especially in the news, which is kind of what we want to talk a little bit about TikTok. Uh, TikTok is a thing. It's a, it's an app. I, I don't have it. I don't recommend you get it. Uh, one of the, one of the reasons why is why this is why Rick, why did you want to have TikTok? Well, uh, the big one is that, um, it comes from basically an unknown source. It comes from a company in China. All right. And the Chinese are notorious for their, their ability to conduct 
covert or in this case overt spying on on the United States of America for whatever reason they do they do it to their own people and it's it makes no difference if the Chinese want to see what I'm doing I whatever knock yourself out I don't care the the notion that it has caused some other issues like god damn like the leaking of uh, data information the app had the tendency to leech information out of your phone you know, contact information, read your text messages, you know, that kind of stuff. Once again, why, I don't know. But but there it is. Maybe maybe to identify you as a political target for the inundation of a particular advertisement. I, I'm, not, I'm not quite sure. Don't really care, like I mentioned. And there was a lot of talk, too. Like, you know, the uh, country of India has made it, uh, you, uh, they've banned it. They've flat out said, you know, you can't use the TikTok anymore. And they were, they were kind of right about this. And now there's the same sort of talk that's happening here in the U.S., except, of course, in the U.S., we do things extra special stupid because what they're doing now is they're saying, hey, um, you guys need to sell it to an American company before we allow anything to happen here in the, in the United States with this company. Well, uh, one such company did stand up, and it's called Microsoft, which I'm all for. Microsoft should just go ahead and just buy the TikTok. Just buy it because everything Microsoft has bought, this is my opinion only, everything Microsoft has bought over the years, they've turned it to complete trash. Uh, look at uh, look at Skype. That's a good one. Ever since Microsoft acquired it, they messed it all up. So I say let them have the TikTok. Now, uh, it's there was apparently, last I heard, there was like a $25 billion deal laying on the table. <clears throat> For, uh, for the guys at uh, Microsoft to acquire TikTok. And um, that's that's the last we've heard of it. It's still it's still out there on the table. Now, the president did say that he wanted he wanted a piece of the action on this because he, quote, unquote, brokered the deal, which I know I, I, he didn't, but he's just, you know, he's just what he's doing. N- nevertheless, quietly in an office somewhere in California, I think it's in California. Zuckerberg and his company decided, well, I think we could probably compete with that. And they did. And they have. I don't know how, how it's gaining traction, but if you have Instagram, you automatically have this thing called Reels. Instagram Reels. R-E-E-L-S. It's the same thing as TikTok. It's those short, you know, 30-second or so disposable videos that you can put out there. You're doing goofy, crazy shit. And what's what's remarkable about it, unlike Periscope and those others that attempted it, and TikTok, allows you to vine. That's the one I was thinking of. Uh, you can edit. So you can actually put some production into into your into your little TikTok-y type of thing that's going to show up on Instagram Reels. Which is going to probably be a moot point for TikTok because knowing the the, the Facebook, Facebook, which is, is what it is, is the Facebook army. It's Zuckerberg's Facebook army of lost souls. They they know how to mobilize. That's the one thing they do. And the Instagram is a really hot thing. People act up and they do all sorts of stuff. Got to do it for the gram, daddy O. You know, you got to, whatever it is that you do, you got to, I'll make sure you got to get a picture of the, some, you know, you doing something goofy, wear it with a filter with a cat face on your, on your, whatever the case is. 
You got it. You got to do it. You got to get it out there for the gram. Got to get those likes, man. It's got to get that little hit of dopamine, man. Because if you don't get the dopamine, and then there's going to be the whole fear of missing out thing, old FOMO thing. Oh, you're not on Instagram. Oh, what is wrong with you? Oh, you're. Why do you hate America so much? You know, there's all of this. Uh, I, I have an Instagram account. I do. I do. You know, I do the least amount of social <laughs> social networking with it. I just, I don't know. I guess I feel that my life is not that interesting. Which I get, you know, that's a that's a legitimate thing to say. Um, I mean, there's a lot of pictures and stuff and people are saying things and doing things. And it's kind of, there's a picture of somebody drinking a glass of wine. Hey, fantastic. You know, I, I wow, there's a frog. Um, there's, you know, there's all sorts of things that, you know, people put out there that is kind of cute and fun and whatnot, but it is, it has the lifespan of the length of the video. I don't know if you've ever noticed this before, but it, but it does. See, like if you look at video platforms, let's take a look at the granddaddy, which is of course YouTube and YouTube being around forever. YouTube is now a Google product. It is owned by Google. So they, you know, they, they got, they got that thing sewn up. Right. And it, those videos have a lifespan of about, if you're a regular contributor, I'd say maybe a week or so. Almost like a podcast in a roundabout sort of way. Uh, podcasts have this weird 72-hour lifespan and that, that it goes away and then it comes back. Uh, every episode that I've ever that I've ever done, all 339 of them that I've done for the show have done that. It's a boomerang effect of some sort where, you know, you get, you get a little bounce, you get a little spike. It's a new show. People are hearing it. They listen to it and they put it away. And then what happens is what had happened you 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 find that there are people who will discover this show that have never heard of it before and if you're new to the program welcome you're free to go back and listen to all 339 episodes if you should desire i wouldn't recommend it because most of it's crap however that's what happens they go back and they listen so you get the secondary spike it's a bit of an echo it's a like i said it's a boomerang effect it kind of comes back around Video in a certain aspect in YouTube sort of has that same vibe. It's a little bit different, but still sort of the same thing. Now, enter Vine, Periscope, TikTok, Instagram Reels. These are these are these are very very short form, cutesy, clevery, little giffy type of of uh, video, and they last about the length of it. There might be there might be one or two that seem okay. This is clever. And I might share it, which is the ultimate goal, of course. I might share it with a couple of friends, and they go, "Hey, that's pretty cute." And then they share it, and then and then eventually it just kind of it, it just kind of dies, and and it and, and thus it does, and then it goes away, and it never it never comes back, ever really. I mean, think about it. Are there are there any of these clever, cutesy, disposable type of videos that that make the rounds, if you if you will? Not really, unless you're talking about. Things like um, uh, clips from movies, television shows, uh, Robin Williams' appearance on the Craig Ferguson show, that kind of thing. You know, that that comes back around. I, I mentioned that because I just saw it again. Uh, I remember seeing it live. It's very funny if you've never seen it. It's one of the greatest interviews in television history. But nevertheless, those sorts of things do kind of come back around because of the longevity of what it is and the, and the production value of it. Well, okay, now you got a phone in your pocket. You can do whatever you want to with it, in theory. You can create anything you want. That doesn't mean you should. But you can. And and does what what does it does it have any gravity to it? Does that, that's what I'm getting at here. Does it have any real meaning? Does it have any gravity? No, nothing. None of it. 
it's designed to get that one little cute, quickie little chuckle. And that's it. It's done. It's over. Fake as hell. I mean, that's most of it is. Uh, there, there's there a trend, if you will, in say like uh, South Korea, Japan, oh, of course, all throughout China, um, Asian countries that are the, the younger folk in Asia that really play with the social media video stuff, right? You know all that stuff. The thing there is that they will often script everything that they do. So there's a sort of a weird tightness to it, even though it'll come across as being, you know, wow, check what, check out this, this particular series of events actually occurred. No, it didn't. It was all scripted and rehearsed and probably shot two or three times before they got it right. But that's, that's how that's done. You see, it's done. So these things can come back around and they can gather traction and they can get the, the virality, if you will. Now, where I'm a little bit lost, and I think a lot of people are, is that, that what happens when one of those videos on uh, Instagram Reels or TikTok becomes viral, what do you get out of it? You get nothing. <laughs> that's, that's just it. Um, you get to be the one that goes, hey, I made a video and it went viral. And my life hasn't changed at all. Because without any of this, look, if you think about it, without Instagram, there'd be a lot of people out of work going, but I'm famous. <laughs> Don't you know who I am? I'm influencing people. No, you're not. You're influencing. I, I see. Oh God. And I guess it's because I'm a little older. But you know, I guess when you when you see those types of videos and you see those types of people, and you just go, "Who are you? And why are you in my feed? This this is just this is not this is not what I want." And the ridiculousness of it all is where I, I have I have problems and it's and it's always going to be it's always going to be this way it's not going to change there's going to be the next greatest thing that will come along because you remember Snapchat came in to the picture there was corporate America that really tried to embrace Snapchat why I don't know you know hey if you like CBS check out the CBS News Snapchat why I don't know I've no I have no no idea why that would be. But it's all corporate trying to be hip and groovy and slick and smooth. And the only company that's been able to somewhat pull it off before they completely effed themselves in the neck was Condé Nast. Right? Speaking of video, Condé Nast. You know who Condé Nast is? They are a media company that owns a lot of magazines. And one of those is Bon Appetit. Well, it's a jet. Uh, the Bon Appetit thing that was happening on YouTube was huge, wasn't it? Uh, if you hadn't seen it, you missed out on it. It was, it was, I mean, I'm, the videos are probably still hanging around, but there was, it was, it, it wasn't about what they were cooking. It was the relationships that the cooks had with each other and it was fun and it was different and it was clever. And then somebody in corporate who made all this thing happen, got in trouble in blackface when... He's a white guy, which, you know, by now he should have known better than to do any of that. Plus, it turns out there was a little bit more to the story. In fact, that he was not paying people of color that was in those videos. And the whole thing fell apart. Man, they could have had something, man. They could have they could have legitimized corporate involvement into YouTube channels. They could have just they could have done it had they had they kept their shit together. But no. They didn't. And that, and that's that's the issue. You know, people sit there and go, oh, I've got I've got a camera. I can make videos. Yes, you can. 
And then they do it for a while. So that's why the, the thing with YouTube is so, so, trust me, I know this because I'm in it. I'm in the middle of this, right? We're in the middle of the first season. We're, what, six, seven episodes into drinking with dead people. And the whole thing about, oh, Rick's going after this sweet YouTube money. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I'm not going to lie at all. But do you realize what it takes to get a nickel out of that? A lot. I mean, a whole lot. There's a lot of work that goes into this sort of thing. And when people when people try it, and good for them, they want it to go, and they go, oh, I can do this. I can, I, you know, I can make a YouTube video. I've seen the stuff that's out there. It sucks. I can do better than that. Everybody sees that. That's what drives it. And then they put something together and they put it out there and they go, oh, that was fun. And then, then there's a thing in their head that goes, you got to do it again and again and again and again and again and again. Because it just doesn't stop. You know, you, you don't see a nickel one until you have what? I think it's a thousand subscribers and you have to have over 3000 hours consumed. And then it goes to go through a, 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 a a review process that which often takes a month or better average time for any YouTube channel out there. If they're putting out once a week, like I am 22 months to get a thousand subscribers. That's if your content's good, <laughs> you know, if you suck, nobody's going to subscribe to it. And that's, that's a thing that's in the back of my head. It's sort of in a, in a way, sort of imposter syndrome, you know, am I, do I feel like I'm living off the backs of others? Not really not all the time am i just trying to jump in on a on a bandwagon that may do me some good yeah maybe do i think i can pull it off maybe i don't know i may not be able to but at least i'm looking at it as far as as, as a reasonable human being would in this business to go well you know at least i've got a shot here i you know i'm not looking for anything <laughs> i'm not looking for anything that's going to go i'm not waiting for the phone to ring in other words and go oh mr cheddar we've seen your show we'd like to offer you a multi-million dollar deal to uh, come to a show with us at such and such place but that's not going to happen look i'm a realist i <laughs> i get that i don't think it's going to happen i mean i'm not going i'm not going to sit there and live in this this weird world with some delusion of grandeur that's going to state wide openly that oh oh everything's just going to be fine it's going to be peaches and, and gravy and it's going to be wonderful peaches and gravy <laughs> it's but that's just it it's not Okay, you have to be realistic about these sorts of things and understand that there's so much work that goes into it. And just the, old, the, the Instagram fame, the that that, you know, don't be fooled by that either. The, the influencer worked very hard to become the influencer. And a lot of it had to do with the fact that they spend a lot of time looking at themselves and realize that they didn't they, they don't have quite the appearance that they need to have for this type of work. And so they did something about it, spent some money, got some plastic surgery, or spent a lot of time in a gym. Then they had to work out deals for the hotels and resort deals to see if they could get to stay for free at some of these places or pay the minimum at the very least. And to sell that whole idea that they're going to talk about your stuff on their page that has X number of millions of people that are subscribed to it. And how did they get the, how did those people that you don't know, how did they get those numbers? In a lot of cases, sadly, they buy them. They flat out buy them. There are companies out there that allow you to buy views, buy clicks, buy likes, buy this. If you got the money, they'll make it look really pretty for you. The problem is, is there's zero interaction because robots don't interact. And if you're caught doing that kind of stuff, <clears throat> you lose the account. But for some companies, these burgeoning companies that are looking for some sort of influencer help to advertise their product and whatnot, they, they're willing to kind of roll the dice, even though they may say, oh, look, I got like, you know, 14 million subscribed to my page. Like, oh, really? Oh, that's kind of cool. That's, that's great. Uh, 
They won't double check it. And then to them, it's worth spending ten grand or whatever it is that they, I don't know what what an, what an influencer makes if they make anything at all. You know, that's a, that's a whole different thing. YouTube, okay. Let's not let's not mince words here. YouTube is a platform with longevity because it's been around a long time and it's been cared for very carefully and crafted very carefully by Google to the point now where they're really pushing their live stream stuff, you know, their live footage stuff. They've got a cable type service for what 50 bucks you can get whatever the hell you want. I've already got that through other through other methods. It just seems sort of weird for for anybody to want to give money to YouTube, uh, you know, but I understand that. If I if I had a product to sell, perhaps I might invest in a YouTube ad. That would make sense. It would and certainly that's how they're that's how they're surviving it. Look, the pandemic, if it's done anything, it has forced people more back onto you know onto the internet to see what else is going on out there. That's how they're getting their news. That's how they're getting their entertainment. They've either lost their job or they're they're home and they're quarantined. They're under lockdown and they're trying to figure out what the world's going on. So they have to distract themselves, and the internet's the perfect place to do that because you got everything you could ever possibly want. Any type of movie, television show, any bit of distraction that would just turn your crank for just a little while, something to scratch that itch. And then you find yourself going down the rabbit holes, the multiple rabbit holes in YouTube and find out all of these wonderful things that are happening around and what people are doing and seeing and thinking. Well, of course, that's where everybody is because everybody's bored. Everybody's overwhelmed with talks of pandemic and political problems. It's just going to create some sort of a coronary occlusion to everybody that's happened that's just standing around waiting for this ballot box thing to sort itself out which is another story can't even there's no joy in going to the mailbox anymore because there's nothing in it nobody's mailing anything why is that well people are mailing stuff all the time you're just not getting it there's a lot of weird scary fear-based stuff that's happening in there and so what we've done to amuse ourselves is get cameras and then aim them at ourselves And that's the bottom line here. We're not taking pictures of other things. We're taking pictures of ourselves, me included. I do that with drinking with dead people. I do it specifically because having a camera still shot of a headstone seems sort of pointless while the story is being told. (laughs) That's just me. It could be anybody sitting there, quite frankly, but since I'm the one that's doing this and telling the story, it just seems sort of logical that I should be the one to sit there as if I'm trying to defend my narcissism. And it's not being narcissistic. I hate looking at it because of that sort of thing. I've been in television as part of my broadcast career. I understand it. I've been in film. I've, you know, I've, I've done, I understand this. And it's not for that narcissistic itch that needs to be scratched by any means. It's just this is how these things are sort of done. But if I'm sitting at a place or if I'm standing somewhere and I'm talking about something and the camera is on me for no reason at all, then that becomes a bit of a problem in my mind. And it all goes back to those of us, the rest of us that sit at home and we peruse this stuff and we keep waiting for that, that, uh, that I don't know, if it's a, a hit of dopamine that comes out of it or if you put that little, that one liner out in Twitter or or a cute little picture of your cat doing something stupid, and that little hit of dopamine that, oh, somebody likes me. It matters whether I'm here or not. You know, it's that kind of thing. And that's part of it. Shit, Facebook Watch has turned it to its own thing. You watch in the next, watch, pardon the pun, in the next three to five years, you're going to see scripted heavyweight content really taking over Facebook Watch. 
Mark my words, if you're a smart individual and you have any desire to get into that type of work, video production, writing, acting, any of that kind of stuff, put yourself together a little production group. Do it now because everybody's got a damn camera. You can shoot a whole damn thing on on an iPhone or an Android, whatever you got. Put something together as long as it's good. You can run up on Facebook, and if they really like it, if the numbers are good, they're going to come at you. They're going to say, hey, we want to put ads on your stuff. We want to whack up a deal. That's the thing. We've talked about it on and on for years here in this show. And it is simply this, that the Internet has made the whole world one big level playing field. Not too many people have much more of an advantage of, of, over the other. They really don't, unless they've done a certain thing a little bit longer than somebody else. But that doesn't mean that there's not anybody out there who's any better than anybody else either. If the content is good, it's going to sell. And that's the bottom line. I've bitched in the past off and on about how people in the podcast world, they go, oh, we're putting a podcast together. And I and I still complain about it because I hear like these, you know, three idiots, you know, full of bad beer and they're telling inside jokes. And it's just not funny at all. Nothing amusing about it. No, no sense to it. And it's three and a half hours long. It's like, oh, my God. <sighs> Hell, there's some great shows out there that I like listening to. But after about an hour of it, it's like, OK, enough. Mark Marin, <laughs> you know, he, he, he can drone on. Even if his interviews are good, it's still, it's like, okay, and it's twice a week. It's relentless. That's just my opinion. And that's and that's really all there is to it, really, because that's what it boils down to. And it's just, it's, it's your opinion. It's my opinion. It's whatever opinions we want it to be. We don't have to follow the norm. We can create our own path and have others follow us if we'd like. We could lead certain groups and niche audiences to to have a different understanding of what it's like to be a human being. In the case of drinking with dead people, it's what it's like after you're gone. And how is it that your life can be reflective, if you will, and the stories that get told there? I don't mean to turn this into one big promo for a YouTube channel you'll probably never watch, but nevertheless, it's indicative of kind of some of the things we like to talk about around here. The lights are shining. They're shining right in everybody's faces. And those lights are although coming from the cameras that are aimed at those who are shooting it themselves. Was it the first thing we did when we really began to conquer space? The first thing we did is we turned around and we looked back at the Earth. We put satellites up in space with cameras. You know why? So we could take pictures of ourselves. Hubble is the only thing out there that's looking out. The other 10 billion pieces of space junk up there are looking down. What does that tell you about the human condition? It speaks volumes. The Broom Closet is your one-stop shop for all of your metaphysical supplies and gifts. We stock candles, herbs, gemstones, incense, salt lamps, and more. We also host monthly rituals and events for those looking to get together with like-minded people. And The Broom Closet is the only place you can get your cards read by me, Reverend Emily. I'm an ordained Wiccan minister and Reiki master. Book your next tarot reading and see what's in the cards for you. Discover conscious living and being connected to an awesome community. The Broom Closet Metaphysical Shop is located in downtown Memphis or visit our online store at thebroomclosetmemphis.com. The Broom Closet, where magic begins. Social distancing slows the spread of coronavirus, so we should all stay home to lower the risk for everyone. More info at coronavirus.gov. Let's all do our part, because we're all hashtag alone together. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Here's what's coming up on the next episode from Radio Land with Rick Cheddar. 
Yeah, you remember magazines? You know those things we get at you know at the house when we were kids. Maybe I don't know. Depends on how old some of you are. But you know there was that whole thing about you know you pay. Hell is subscribed to a number of magazines myself, and you pay the subscription and you buy it by the year, and then every month at a certain time a magazine would show up and, and it would go right into the bathroom because <laughs> we were all too busy turning our bathrooms into libraries at the time. And you know you sit and you'd read the magazine, Rolling Stone, Playboy magazine, Popular Science, Popular Mechanic, whatever. Those are magazines that I that I had subscribed to over the years. I don't subscribe to a single one of them now. You know why? Because it doesn't work. Subscription to just about anything just doesn't seem to be working that well. There are people that subscribe to things like Netflix for like a month or two to see what's on, and then they cancel it for three or four months because they don't want to be wasted with all that time. Think about how that as a business model is. For previous episodes, go to radio-memphis.com. To download episodes to your mobile device, search the show in iTunes, player.fm, stitcher.com, pocketcast, or tune in. And now, here's more with Rick Cheddar from Radioland. Right, you heard what's coming up next time on the program. Uh, yes, Lord of Mercy. <laughs> it's been a, been, a, been a day already. I got a, still got a busy evening ahead of me, which is fine. I like this. I, 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 Sundays become very busy days for me because it starts to ramp up my day. It ramps up my week, really. Because, hey, what is tomorrow? Tomorrow's Monday, at least according to data production here. Which is what, you know, that's some people go, oh, it's Monday. I hate Monday. You don't hate Monday. You hate your job. I dig it. Uh, I tend to be up late on nights anyway. I, I throw myself into uh, a form of jet lag every weekend. <laughs> Because I sleep late, which I shouldn't be doing. I sleep late on Saturdays and Sundays. And I do this because the wife is the same way. You know, why get up at 9 o'clock in the morning if I don't have to? You know, I'm just going to lay in bed. And I, But then I'm, see, I'm a night person, too, so I stay up every night. And on Friday nights, man, I'm up till 4 in the morning doing God knows what. Just, you know, living, reading, playing video games, editing videos, just talking, just doing my thing. And come Monday, I'll just drag my carcass right out of the rack and uh, head on down to the studio and make with the yucks with LJ as we do each and every weekday, Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. It is the uh, Radio Memphis in the Morning Show. How about that for a freaking segue? Stick that in your pipe and smoke. <laughs> yeah. String with Dead People comes out uh, Monday. Uh, yeah, tomorrow at noon. And uh, if you bear with me for just a second, I will tell you what the new episode is. And it is, ah, uh, some really groovy history from Andrew Jackson Donaldson. Who is that? You'll find out tomorrow at noon on YouTube. Look for Drinking with Dead People. Subscribe to it and you will see what it is, uh, what it is all about. Uh, it's episode eight of the first season. Imagine that. Coming up down the way, we've got uh, we've got an old an old out west outlaw. We're going to visit the grave of and uh, some other fun stuff. Musicians, other cool stories. So that's all. That's all happening. YouTube drinking with dead people. Find it. Subscribe to it if you please. I need the money. <laughs> I gotta go. Y'all be sweet. Y'all take care of yourselves. Take care of one another. For God's sake. Stop shooting each other, okay? I'm Rick Cheddar, and this has been from Radioland. Rick Cheddar from Radioland is produced by Pirate Radio Studios Incorporated, Memphis, Tennessee. 
All music performed during this episode was used by permission. No part of this program can be rebroadcast or used in any other way except by written consent. For bookings and other inquiries, you can write the show by sending an email to Radioland at PirateRadioStudios.com. For more, go to Radio-Memphis.com. <laughs>